This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 23rd of January. In your Squiz today, DeSantis drops out of the Republican race, businesses bet on a bad year, Fergie has a health scare, and Taylor Swift brings families together. This is your Squiz today. Claire, they are dropping like flies in the Republican race to be the party's candidate for president in the election later this year. Yesterday, the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, dropped out of the race after receiving a pretty ordinary result in the state of Iowa last week. We spoke about that on the podcast. And in a video on social media, he said that he couldn't ask his supporters to volunteer their time and donate their resources if we don't have a clear path to victory. And about 12 months ago, he was seen as a contender against former President Donald Trump. DeSantis is 45 years old and his pitch was that he's a younger, better version of Trump. He backed the same ultra-conservative and hard-right policies and has also spearheaded his own anti-woke agenda in the state of Florida. But with fewer of the big stunts that Trump is known for, he thought that could be a winner with voters. In the early days, he even led some polls, but pretty much he's been a distant second to Trump as his campaign rolled on. Yeah, he hasn't had a smooth campaign, Claire. The writing might have been on the wall last May when he launched his campaign on Twitter. That crashed and then his campaign has really turned into a string of errors. Yeah, there's lots of those that have been reported on and reporters who have been on the campaign trail with him say that he's just not great with voters. Mm. He's very awkward and some of those have become memes. (laughs) It's really been quite a thing. Um, So he's now out. Um, Over the last year, DeSantis and Trump went really hard at each other. But yesterday, DeSantis endorsed Trump and said that he's the man to lead the Republicans to victory in November's election. And Trump in turn praised DeSantis. He said that he's even going to officially retire the moniker Ron DeSanctimonious, (laughs) which he used to great effect over the last few months. Very generous. And Claire, now with DeSantis gone, all eyes are on the former UN ambassador, Nikki Haley. She's been campaigning in New Hampshire ahead of the primary vote, which starts tonight our time. But pundits aren't sure if she'll get enough support to make her campaign viable. By Wednesday afternoon, we'll all know a lot more. So watch this space. There's lots of speculation about the sort of measures that the Albanese government is considering to help ease Australians' cost of living concerns. The Cabinet meets today and the Labor caucus meets tomorrow before all will be made clear in PM Anthony Albanese's press club address on Thursday. And that's all happening as employers say that they're bracing for a tough year. That's according to a survey of 320 members of the Australian Industry Group. About 40% of bosses reckon things will be worse than last year. The group's CEO is Innes Willocks. He says that businesses reckon they're going to be working through mediocre business conditions this year. Um, They also believe that the Aussie economy could be heading for a slowdown similar to the 1970s. That would really 
really send a shudder down anyone's spine if they live through that. There was persistent inflation and it really made everyone's life difficult and a lot more expensive. And bad news for consumers, 57% of businesses plan to raise their prices this year, mostly because their own costs are also increasing. So these new cost of living measures will be put to use by the sound of things. Roger Rogerson is a name that many listeners would probably be familiar with. He's the disgraced New South Wales police detective who's often been referred to as Australia's most corrupt cop. And yesterday we learned that he had died in hospital after he suffered a ruptured brain aneurysm in his prison cell late last week. Yeah, so he was in prison serving a life sentence for murder. It was just one of the many crimes that he was convicted for over the years. And those who knew him very well say that he committed many crimes that he wasn't actually brought to justice Mm. on. Just to go back to the start, Rogerson joined the police in 1958 as a 17-year-old. And by the 1970s, He was very well known in Sydney. He was quite senior in the police force. He was also fully immersed in the notorious underworld of Sydney. He was good buddies with drug dealers and hitmen and gangsters. Um, He was later the prime suspect in two killings and he was acquitted on the attempted murder of a fellow policeman. Yeah, that's right. That police officer was about to testify against Rogerson. What ultimately brought him unstuck, though, was the 2014 killing of Jamie Gow. That was after the 20-year-old's body resurfaced after being dumped at sea. A quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic Dam Copper Mine. It's happening now at BHP. It was just last week that we were talking about the health woes of King Charles and his daughter-in-law, Kate. The latest is that Sarah Ferguson, the Duchess of York, has been diagnosed with malignant melanoma. And it's come not long after she had surgery for breast cancer, Claire. Yeah, Fergie's people revealed that yesterday. Her spokeswoman said that to receive another diagnosis so soon after treatment for breast cancer that it's been particularly distressing. Mm. But the Duchess remains in good spirits. What happened was she had several moles removed and she had them analysed. She had them removed while she was having reconstructive surgery following a mastectomy. Um, One of those samples has come back as cancerous. And Claire, melanoma is often called a Australia's national cancer because one Aussie is diagnosed every 30 minutes. The Duchess was very public about her treatment for breast cancer, urging other women to get checked, and many are expecting her to also use this experience to save others from melanoma. If there's one thing that I can rely on to bond with my very South Australian dad over, it's the AFL. And apparently American father-daughter duos are also connecting with some help from Taylor Swift and her American football star boyfriend. (laughs) Yes, so that's Travis Kelsey. (laughs) What a bridge that has been for intergenerational (laughs) relationships. Um, Their romance is really building this bridge for fathers and daughters. Reports in the United States say that until the Kelsey relationship 
relationship came along. A lot of American dads are really struggling with their daughter's obsession with Taylor Swift. <laughs> but now those girls are tuning into the NFL. They want to see Taylor. They also want to see Travis. Um, dads and daughters have found some common ground. Um, I like this quote from one dad. He said that he spent the season trading Swift Kelsey memes with my 14-year-old daughter. He said, that's freaking awesome. <laughs> Claire, you mentioned that more young girls and women are tuning into the games. In fact, NBC has reported a 53% increase in their viewership. So Swift's influence there is huge. Squeeze the day, Claire. Anything to note? Look, we mentioned the new Hampshire primaries, which start late tonight, our time. The other overnight event in the United States to be aware of is the nominations for the Oscars will be announced. That award ceremony isn't until March, so there's a bit of a wait for the winners to be announced. And that's us done for today. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with you again tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.